to the next verse of the Imam he brings under this chapter. And that is from Surah Tawbah, the saying of Allah, the Most High. They, yani the Jews and the Christians, they took their Ahbar, they took their rabbis, they took their rabbis and the Christians, so the Jews took their rabbis as lords besides Allah and the Christians took their monks as lords, lords besides Allah. This is the verse that we begin with today and here Naam. Here, Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Baz, he says, The Imam, he explained that this is shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He explained that Tawheed is that none is to be worshipped besides Allah. No Rahib, which is a monk. That is the singular of the, 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 the word you saw there in the verse. The, 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 the Rahban. So, Tawheed is that none is worshipped besides Allah Azza No monk, no Habar, no Rabbi, no Nabi, no Prophet, and no Salih. No righteous individual. خلافا لما فعله اليهود من اتخاذ الأحبار والنصارى من اتخاذ الرحبان أربابا in opposition to that which the Jews did in taking their rabbis نعم as lords and likewise the Christians in taking their monks as lords بحيث and the Sheikh now he explains بحيث يحلون ما أحلوا ويحرمون ما حرموا بدون دليل. Since what they did is they made halal that which their rabbis and their monks made halal, and they made haram they declared to be haram that which their monks and rabbis declared haram without any evidence. وإن كان وإن خالف even if that opposed the legislation of Allah. And that which the messengers came with. And so by way of this sorrow, And so due to this they became worshippers of them. Because they obeyed them in that which opposed the Shah of Allah, the legislation of Allah. And they gave precedence to that. Just as it's coming in the hadith of Ali ibn Hatim, Fatilka Ibadatun. In the hadith, Yani wherein Ali um, Ali he said when the Messenger of Allah of Allah recited this ayah, this ayah from Surah Surah Tawbah, 
when he recited this, he said, Inna lasna He said, indeed, we don't, we don't worship them. He said, we don't worship them. Or we didn't used to worship them. And so the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he said, Alayhi yuharrimun ma Allah. Do they not declare as haram and forbidden that which Allah has made lawful? And so you in turn also declare it haram because you're monks and you're right, rabbis. For the monks and rabbis declare it haram. That which Allah has made lawful. Now, when you hilluma haram Allah. Now, and they declare permissible that which Allah has made haram, and so you declare it permissible and allowed. He said, of course. Yes, that is what they did. So then he said, So that is worship, the worship of them. So that is the, the hadith that the, the Imam Sheikh Abdul Aziz is referring to. Now, thereafter the Imam, he then brings another verse from the Book of Allah, and that is the saying of Allah the Most High, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَا يَتَّخِذُ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ From the people, uh, those or some who take for worship, Others besides Allah. They take them as rivals. As andad. As rivals to Allah. They love them as they love Allah. Subhanahu. And so here, the Shaykh, Rahimullah, Shaykh Abdul Aziz ibn Abbas, he said, وَهَذَا أَيْضًا مِنْ تَفْسِيرِ This also is to explain Tawheed with its opposite. So last week the Sheikh he mentioned, when we read from the words of the Sheikh, he said that there is a manner in how we can understand a matter or a topic. Remember what he said? Opposite. Now, does anyone remember the Arabic way of saying that? Now? What did they do? That means an ashya. By their opposites, do things become clear? So the Sheikh is saying that here, this is explaining to him with its opposite. <laughs> So the Sheikh says here that this is concerning those who take rivals and they love them, they magnify them, they call upon them and they seek deliverance. When in, in hardship, they seek deliverance from them. Or they love them with a love that is specific, which necessitates, that love would necessitate worship of them. Now, 
this is Shirk Al Akbar. This is a Shirk Al Akbar. Now, so here for a moment we move to uh, some important points that Sheikh Ibn Hameen uh, he mentioned in, in his explanation here, uh, and this is to uh, to maximize uh, the benefit here at this point. Uh, and this is something which we see, unfortunately, we see this from the Muslims. Many from the Muslims, they fall into this, where their love is misplaced. And the Sheikh, Sheikh Ibn Thameen here, he says, وَتَجِدْ كَثِيرًا مِنْهُمْ يَأْتُونَ إِلَى مَكَّةِ وَالْمَدِينَةِ And you find many, they come to Mecca, they come to Medina, وَيَرَوْنَ أَنَّ الزِّيَرَةُ قَبْرِ الرَّسُولِ قَبْرِ الرَّسُولِ They see that the visiting of the grave of the Messenger of Allah, أَعْذَمْ مِنْ زِيَرَةِ الْبَيْتِ That is greater than visiting the house of Allah. لأنهم يجدون في في نفوسهم حبا لرسول الله because they find within themselves a love that they have for the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم كحب الله أو أعظم a love which is similar to the love that they have for Allah or it is greater or it is greater وهذا شرك this is شرك نعم الشيخ يكتنيه and he says لأن الله يعلم أننا ما أحببنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إلا لحب الله. Allah knows that we don't love the messenger of Allah except due to the love we have for Allah and due to him being the messenger of Allah. We don't love him because he is Muhammad bin Abdullah. We don't love him just for being Muhammad bin Abdullah. That's it. However, we love him because he is the messenger of Allah. We love him due to the love that we have for Allah. However, the Shaykh says, he says, لكن هؤلاء يجعلون محبة الله تابعة لمحبة الرسول. These people, though, they make the love of Allah follow on from the love of the Messenger of Allah. So they, the love of Allah to them follows on from the love of the Messenger of Allah that they have. Not the other way. How it should be. In that we love Allah and so therefore because he sent Muhammad bin Abdullah as the messenger of Allah then we love the messenger of Allah. But as for these people, the Shaykh he mentions, they make the love of Allah follow on from the love that they have from the messenger of Allah. And then this is if he, and the Shaykh he says, in Allah, this is if they even love Allah. Because many of them go to such extreme with their love of the messenger of Allah that they almost forget about Allah. Almost Forget about Allah Subhanahu Now, and from the Brailwiya, and this is something you find in their books, the Ahmed Riza Khan Brailwi, in his writings, he said that I am not able to distinguish between Muhammad and Allah. He's not able to distinguish. Look at the Ghulu and this extremism that he's not able to distinguish between. The, the Messenger وسلم, and Allah. So, an example of uh, love that is misplaced and uh, equates to 
shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And concerning uh, the affair of Mahabba, the Shaykh, he, he mentions a beautiful statement from Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah. Um, and this is again just for uh, benefit. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, he said, he said, كل الأمور تصير بالمحبة. He said, all matters, they, يعني they, they proceed and يعني are carried out, if you like, by way of محبة, love, or due to love. فأنت مثلا لا تتحرك, لا تتحرك لشيء إلا وأنت تحب. He said, so for example, you, yourself, there's nothing that you, you do, you go towards, you strive towards, except that you do, you do it because you love it. It is love that drives you to do that thing. It is love that drives you to do that thing, the love for that thing. Even if a person wants to come and say, well, look, I don't, I don't love going to work. No, you still go because you love that thing, meaning that which it results in. You love wealth. Yes, you can, you can say that you don't, you, don't, you don't love to go to work. You don't love to leave the house and have to wake up and go to these places. Something that you don't like. But what drives you to do it is your love for that which you acquire from that, which is the wealth which allows you to enjoy food, drink, and everything else that you enjoy. <clears throat> now, and so the Sheikh says, even that, that morsel of food that you put in your mouth. Now, now, and so that, that was a statement that he made from, uh, or he quoted from Ibn Qayyim. And then the Sheikh, he mentions that there are types of love. Um, and then we'll go back to the kitab, but just uh, completing this benefit from <clears throat> Sheikh Ibn Uthaymin. Uh, he said, Al-Muhabba Anwa'a. Love is of types. He, says, he said, the first is Al-Muhabba Lillah. Love that is for Allah's sake. And the Shaykh, he says, So when you love someone or something for the sake of Allah, then this does not negate a tawheed. It doesn't negate a tawheed. Rather, it is from the perfection of tawheed. Naam. And as has come in the hadith, the, the firmest or strongest uh, handhold is <coughs> of Iman is to love for Allah's sake and to hate for Allah's sake. Now, <coughs> the second, Al-Mahabba Al-Tabi'iyyah. Al-Mahabba Al-Tabi'iyyah. A natural love. A natural love. Alati la yu'athirha that which doesn't affect a person's love that he has for Allah. Naam. And this is such as a person's love for his wife or the wife's love for her husband, for one's children, 
for wealth. Um, this does not negate Tawheed. And therefore, when the Messenger of Allah وسلم, was asked, Man nas ilayk, who is from the most beloved of people to you? Qal, Aisha. He said, Aisha. Qil, rijal. So he said to him, What about from the men? Qal, Abuha. He said, Her father. Naam. And likewise, from that is love of food and, and clothing and so on. That's the second type. So the first type was what? Love for the sake of Allah. Al-Muhabba Lillah. The second, Al-Muhabba Al-Tabi'iyya. That natural love that a person has. The third is Al-Muhabba Ma'Allah. Allati Tunafi Muhabbatillah. Love alongside Allah or alongside the love of Allah <clears throat> that which negates the love of Allah Naam. and that is when the love of other than Allah is like or equivalent to the love of Allah so someone loves other than Allah with a love which Yani is equal to the love of Allah. Oh, akthar min mahabbatillah. Oh, more than the love of Allah. We just read from those who go to ghulu with the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Naam. Bihayth idha ta'aradat mahabbatillah. Yani to the extent that if this person now, yani was confronted with, yani, uh, the love of Allah the love of Allah or the love of this other person or this other thing or, or يعني, individual then he puts before the love of Allah this love of يعني, somebody else and that is يعني, if this person he, <clears throat> he makes this love that he has for this rival that he has set up besides Allah that is if he puts that love before the love of Allah or he equates it he equates it alongside the love of Allah subhanahu Naam. then the imam he brings the first hadith within this chapter the only hadith within this chapter and that is in the Sahih. Yani in the Sahih of Imam Muslim. So here the Imam says, Wafis Sahih. Here the meaning is the Sahih of Imam Muslim. From the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that he said, Whoever declares that there is nothing worthy of worship in truth except for Allah. And he disbelieves in whatever is worshipped besides Allah. His property and blood become inviolable and his hisab, his reckoning 
is with Allah. <clears throat> now, so this is the only hadith, as we mentioned, within this chapter. And here, Sheikh Abdul Aziz Ibn Baz, rahimahullah, uh, he says that in a riwayah or in a wording of this hadith, there has come the wording, Man wahhad Allah. Man wahhad Allah. Whoever singles out Allah alone. وَهَذَا يُبَيِّنْ مَعْنَى لَا إِلَهِ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَأَنَّهُ هُوَ التَّوْحِيدِ And this explains to us the meaning of لَا إِلَهِ إِلَى اللَّهِ This wording here. مَنْ وَحَّدَ اللَّهِ And that it is Tawheed. وَقَوْلُهُ كَفَرَ بِمَا يُعْبَدْ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ So whoever declares لَا إِلَهِ إِلَى اللَّهِ And he disbelieves, كَفَر He disbelieves. And this is here. Or at this point, this is why the scholars, they say that it is, it is obligatory upon the Muslim to disbelieve in a matter. And it's this matter here. It is obligatory for the Muslim to disbelieve in ma yu'bad min dunillah. In that which is worshipped besides uh, Allah subhanahu. Now, and so here the Sheikh, he says, so he rejects everything. This is what the believer, and whoever says this sincerely, the Muslim, the believer, he says it whilst, yani ankar, he rejects everything that is worshipped besides Allah. And he believes that in his heart. He believes that in his heart. Naam. And then, wherein the Messenger of Allah said, Haruma malu wadamu, sara musliman. Yani he's become, he's, he's a Muslim. If he does as such, then he is a Muslim. And it is binding upon him to, to, uh, to, to yani live according to the Sharia, and to the Sharia of Allah, the, the legislation of Allah. Wa hisabuhu ala Allah. And his reckoning is with Allah. The Shaykh says, فَإِنْ كَانَ صَادِقًا فَلَهُ الْجَنَّةِ If he is truthful in that, in that declaration that he makes, then for him it is Jannah. And if he says it with his lisan, لَا بِقَلْبِهِ says it with his tongue, but not with his heart, فَهُوَ مِنَ الْمُنَافِقِينَ Then he is from the munafiqeen. And he's from the Munafiqeen. Naam. Naam. So these are the, the evidences that the Imam he brought in this chapter. Thereafter we move on to the important matters that we take from this Bab. And the first of them is the most important of them. And that is the explanation of a Tawheed. And the testimony, the, yani the explanation of Tawheed and the Shahada, and that Allah Taala He explained them, yani with clear matters, بأمور, yani That Allah Taala He explained it throughout the Kitab. He explained the Shahada. He explained Tawheed with clear matters, such as those verses that we read, and other than them. And from them, from these clear matters, or from those verses.
uh, is the Ayatul Isra, the verse from Surah Al Isra. He explained through this verse the rejection of the mushrikeen those who call upon the righteous. With, in this is a clear explanation that it is a shirk al-akbar. That it is from the major forms of shirk. The third is the ayah of uh, Al-Bara of Surah Tawbah the verse from Surah Tawbah that he clarified through this verse that the people of the book they took their rabbis and monks as lords besides Allah and that they were not ordered except to worship a single God اتخذوا أحبارهم ورحبانهم that's the completion of the ayah. Naam, or that which the uh, Sheikh is referring to here in, the, in this point, that they were not ordered except to worship a single God. Along with the explanation which has no ambiguity, ambiguity in it, that their shirk involved their obedience to their scholars and their fervent worshippers, their monks, and so on. Now, in sin, in that which they, um, um, in that which they committed by way of sin, in their, uh, making or declaring halal that which Allah declared to be haram, or declaring uh, halal, haram that which Allah declared to be halal. Now, the fourth matter is the saying of the Khalil of Allah subhanahu, saying of Ibrahim alayhi salam, when he said that he is free from that which his people worship, he said, I am free from that which you worship, except him who did create me. Except for the one who created me. So here, he exempted his Lord. Illa with Illa. He exempted his Lord from the deities that are worshipped. And he mentioned how this disassociation, this bara, um, and the allegiance is the explanation of La ilaha illallah. Naam. That the testimony of La ilaha illallah in, includes disassociation and allegiance. Disassociating oneself from the false gods. Naam. And uh, their people, or those who worship these false gods. And it involves allegiance, allegiance to yani, the one true God that is uh, worshipped in truth and allegiance to uh, its people or the people of Tawheed, now, the people who worship Allah subhanahu. The fifth is the verse from Surah Al-Baqarah. Naam. Naam. The fifth is the verse from Surah Al-Baqarah wherein 
Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, he said concerning the kuffar, kuffar, وَمَا هُمْ بِخَارِجِينَ مِنَ النَّارِ That they will never exit the fire. They will never leave the fire. He mentioned that they love the rivals they set up with Allah in the same way that they love Allah. And this shows that the love that they had for Allah was tremendous. They loved Allah with a tremendous love. Now, however, this did not enter them into the fold of Islam, even though they loved Allah. Even though they had love for Allah, this, this was not sufficient enough for them to enter into Islam, into the fold of the religion. So what about then the one who loves a rival with more love than the love of Allah? Hmm? If that's the case, for the one who loves the rivals that he sets up with a love that is equal to the love of Allah, if that is not enough, even though he still loves Allah with a tremendous love, it's not enough for him to enter into Islam. What about then the one who loves the rivals more than Allah? And even further, the one who loves none except a rival, alone, without loving Allah at all. Now, he's more worthy of not entering into Al-Islam. Although, as, we, as, a, as the uh, Imam, he mentioned, even the one who loves Allah with a tremendous love, but yet loves the rivals alongside Allah with a love that is equivalent to that, then even that does not enter him into Islam. Now, the sixth is his saying, meaning the saying of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Man qala la ilaha illallah, wa kafara bima yu'bud min dunillah, that, that hadith that we just took, um, that this is from the greatest matters that explain the meaning of la ilaha illallah, since he did not regard the mere utterance of the shahada, of la ilaha illallah um, as that which protects one's blood and wealth as well as having knowledge of its meaning and uttering it if a person has knowledge of its meaning and utters it and affirms that again that still is not sufficient that is not sufficient rather even if he was to call upon none except Allah so if a person now he calls upon Allah alone he doesn't call upon others besides Allah so he doesn't ascribe any partners to him. Even that individual, his blood and wealth, is not inviolable. Until he combines with that the disbelief in the false gods. So even if a person was to, if such a person was to exist, that he only worships Allah alone, but he doesn't disbelieve in the false gods. And the, the Sheikh Ibn Thameen, he gave an example of those who say that the Jews and Christians are people of Tawheed. So although they worship their rabbis and their monks and they worship Isa alayhi salam. Naam. And some from amongst them, from the Yehud, for example, those who worship Allah alone. Those who worship Allah alone. But they don't disbelieve in those false gods that are worshipped. Or, yani, again, the, or the, the, the more precise example that, they, that the Sheikh he gave is the Muslim who worships Allah alone, but he says about the Jews and Christians that they are believers also. He says about the Jews and Christians that they are believers also, that they worship Allah alone. So he hasn't disbelieved in the false gods. 
He hasn't disbelieved in the false gods that are worshipped besides Allah subhanahu Although he himself worships Allah alone. And he doesn't ascribe partners to Allah. He hasn't disbelieved in the false gods that are worshipped besides him. So this is what the Imam is referring to here. If he was doubtful, if he was doubtful or was to withhold from disbelieving in the false gods. So he's, just, he's doubtful. He says, I'm not sure if you can say the, the, the Jews and Christians are disbelievers. Or even other than them. If he, if he is doubtful about that, has any doubt about that? Or he withholds from, say, from disbelieving in them. Then again, his blood and wealth are not inviolable. Uh, and he doesn't enter into the fold of Islam. And so the Imam, he ends here by saying what a tremendous matter. And how clear it, it is. And conclusive, um, يعني, uh, an argument against the one who disputes concerning this matter. Now, we move on to the next chapter. And this now is um, an explanation of everything that has proceeded. Um, and at the end of the previous chapter that we just finished, before explaining these matters, the sheikh or the imam, he said, so the, the chapter that just preceded, which was the tafsir of Tawheed and the Kalima, that was a general explanation of Tawheed. Because remember, after the chapter before that, da'wah ila Tawheed, then it's as though the one you have called to Tawheed, he asks, well, what is the explanation of this Tawheed? What is the explanation of this Kalima? And so then you proceed by giving him a general description or yeah, an explanation of Tawheed and the Shahada, which has just proceeded in that chapter. Now, everything else that comes now is a detailed explanation of a Tawheed, of a Shirk, and that which يعني, uh, either nullifies a Tawheed completely or يعني, uh, diminishes a Tawheed or weakens it. Now, and so this brings us to, that, to, to the next chapter, Bab Min Shirk. Now, Lips al khayt from a shirk is to wear um, a, a ring, a twine, or, or, or ring. So, min shirk, lips al halqa to wear a ring, or al khayt, al khayt, which is like a twine, any, any strings that are tied together. Or ropes and so on. Or other than them. In order to um, repel or remove, we should say remove. So, is as they say. And is, is qabla. So, to uh, to remove it, rafa is to remove it once it's befallen an individual. Once that harm has, has afflicted an individual. And daf'i, to repel it, that is to prevent it before it even comes. Before it even afflicts an individual. Now, so this is the chapter we've come to now. Waqawlillahi ta'ala, the Imam, he brings. 
the first verse. Min kitab Allah. Naam. Qul. Afaraitum ma ta'bud ma tad'una min duni Allah. In aradani Allah bidur. Hal hunna kashifat kashifatu dhurrih. Say, tell me then the things that you invoke besides Allah. So the idols that you invoke besides Allah and you call upon. If Allah intended some harm for me, could they, could they remove his harm? Or if he intended some mercy for me, can they withhold his mercy? Say Allah is sufficient uh, for me. Uh, it is He whom those who trust or put, yani put their those who put their uh, those who trust yani the meaning from the believers they put their trust in Him. Now, so this is the. Um, the verse that the Imam he begins with, and it is the Naam. Naam. This is the first verse that the Imam he brings with. Here in this, Sheikh Abdul Aziz Ibn Baz he explained this kitab uh, on numerous occasions. Taban. Uh, however, this particular copy of this, yani this, on this occasion, this explanation, which obviously goes back to uh, live. Uh, sessions or lessons that uh, were conducted in which the Sheikh he explained this kitab. Uh, this it says here, Lam al Sheikh, that this chapter was not was not read to the Sheikh for whatever reason. And as is common, then uh, yeah, when we have the printed form that is uh, transcribed from the audio, uh, yani lectures. Um, so here for a moment we will go to. Um, the explanation of a Sheikh uh, Muhammad ibn Salih al Uthameen rahimahullah. And Naam. Uh, the Sheikh he mentions here in this uh, chapter under this verse, or whilst explaining this verse, he says that the Shahid from this ayah, or the point that we take from this verse is that these asnam, these idols that they used to worship, that they don't benefit those who have taken them as gods besides Allah and those who call upon them. Uh, nor do they bring about benefit. They don't benefit, nor do they ward off any harm. فَلَيْتَتْ أَسْبَابًا لِذَلِكَ Nor are they a means in doing that. Nor are they even a means. So they themselves cannot do that. Nor are they a means for Allah to, to bring benefit to a person or word of harm. You see the difference? They themselves, the idols, cannot bring about benefit, nor can they remove harm. Nor are they even a means for Allah 
to remove, to bring about benefit or remove harm. You see the difference? Nor are they even asbab. And so here the sheikh, he says that, so we, now we, anything else that, يعني, um, is a suburb or is taken as a means, um, that which is ليس بسبب شرعي أو قدري that which is not a, a, a legal means in the Sharia that we can take in order to bring about benefit or word of harm such as for example um, the reciting of the Quran or ayat from the Quran or the uh, various ad'iyah various du'as that we make and so on these are legislative or legislated uh, means in warding off harm and bringing about benefit. Or qadri, or even that which from experience, yani these experience and, and yani, um, from that which is known to people from, again, experience, that these things cannot bring about benefit. Or that nor are they a means to bring about benefit. So, the one who takes these means, any means which is not legislated in the Sharia, or which is not proven in, yani, uh, in the experiences of the people, then all of that, taking those as a means, is a shirk with Allah. Now, now, the Imam then he brings, he brings. Um, Hadith from Imran ibn Hussein. Radiallahu anhu. Naam. Anna nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ra'a rajulan fi yadihi halqah. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he saw a man and in his hand was a ring. Min sofr. And it from brass, made from brass, a brass ring. So, so the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he asked, What is this? He said, He said, It is to prevent Al-Wahina. Al-Wahina is to prevent weakness. Um, a ring that he uh, would wear. And although what may come to one's mind is a ring on the on the hand, on the finger. Uh, the title heading here, halqa, is not specific to a ring. It's, it's, and it's any ring, not just a ring that's placed on the finger. Yes, a person may place a ring on the finger. Let's say they hold that ring to bring about benefit or what of harm. It's not specific to just a ring on the finger. When we say halqa, halqa is any type of ring. In a wording of the hadith, in a wording of the hadith, that man was Imran himself. That man, he in this wording of the hadith, Imran is saying that the messenger of Allah saw a man. It's not saying that it was himself, but in the wording of the hadith, it was him, himself. Imran, Ibn Hussein Nafsu, it was him himself. And um, the wording is that, Naam, um, Naam, that Fi Abudih. The adud, ayyul ikhwa, is the upper arm. Is the upper arm. That's the adud. 
يعني هي يو نو يو سين ذوز هو نوت جست يعني يو سي كومنلي ذوز هو تاي ذي سترينجز اون ذا ارم اون ذا اوبر ارم ذير ار ذوز هو اولسو ذي بلايس رينجز ميد اوف ستيل يعني براس سو اتس نوت جست سبيسيفيك تو سترينج اند سوم ون نعم So here in this in in this other wording we have that it was Imran and it was on his upper arm, on his upper arm. And so what we're trying to get across here is that it's not specific to any type of ring. It's a yeah, yeah to to specific ring, but it includes all types of rings to that degree. If it's a large one placed on one's upper arm, naam. And so continuing with the hadith, فقال. And so the man said. He said, It is to prevent And الوحنة is briefly explained as weakness. Weakness, to prevent weakness. But the scholars, they mentioned that it is um, commonly referred to a, a, a ruptured nerve uh, of the shoulder. A ruptured nerve or vein and so on. Of the shoulder, which then causes uh, weakness in the arm or the hand. Naam. So that's the meaning of wahan. Naam. And as it's come in the hadith, in the hadith wherein the Messenger of Allah mentioned that the umam are soon to gather around you. Remember the hadith is the umam, the nations are soon to gather around you and take from you, or they, go, they, they, they are soon to invite one another. To gather around you, just as the akala, just as the the guests around a uh, table, they gather uh, and they um, call one another to the to the qasa, to the to the platter of food, and um, the sahaba they said uh, we will be we will be few on that day. When the nations and the Ummah will gather to take from the Muslimin. Um, and the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he said, La. He said, uh, kathir. He said, Rather, on that day you will be many. Naam. But then he mentioned that um, Allah will remove the, the mahaba, the, 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 yani the fear. That the kuffar and your enemies that they had in the, that they used to have in their chests from you, Allah will remove that from their chests. Naam. وَلِيَقْذَفَنَّ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ الْوَهَن And he will throw into your chest الْوَهَن الْوَهَن So the same word, weakness. Then the Messenger of Allah went on to describe the weakness. So it's weakness, but he gave more further detail to the weakness. So the Ummah would be in a state of weakness. And that weakness is what he went on to explain. He said, Love of the worldly life and the hatred for death. Now, coming back to the hadith. After the man mentioned that he he yani, has this bracelet, if you like, 
this ring on his arm in order to prevent this wahina. Uh, the messenger of Allah, وسلم, he said, remove it. He said, remove it. فَإِنَّهَا لَا تَزِيدُكْ إِلَّا وَحْنًا He said, remove it for indeed it will not increase you except in weakness. Naam. فَإِنَّكَ لَوْ مِتَّ وَهِيَ عَلَيْكَ مَا أَفْلَحْتَ أَبَدًا Indeed, if you, were, if you were to die whilst wearing this, then you would never be successful. Naam. And this hadith is recorded by Imam Ahmed with a good chain. Um, and so, here, naam, here, Sheikh Ibn Thameen, he mentions a beautiful point, and we'll end with this, for, for today. An extremely important point, and a very beneficial point. And many that we see are afflicted with this particular matter that the Sheikh is going, going, to, going to, want to explain. An extremely important point, and that which we see an increase of in these times. The Sheikh, he says, concerning this wahan, this weakness, or wahan fin nafs, this weakness uh, that a person has, um, it's, it's, a, it's, a weak, it's a weakness, the Sheikh, he says, um, that a person could have the weakness in one's soul and in one's, يعني, uh, in one's um, mental state. But then it increases him in weakness in his jism, in his body. So it begins with the weakness of his, and if you like, weakness of his soul, weak spiritual, يعني, uh, weakness uh, as it relates to his spiritual side and his soul and يعني, his mental state. But then it increases and leads to weakness of the actual body. The Sheikh says, أَمَّا وَحْنُ النَّفْسِ فَلِأَنَّ الْإِنسَانِ إِذَا تَعَلَّقَتْ نَفْسُهُ بِهَذِهِ الْأُمُورِ ضَعُفَتْ وَاعْتَمَدَتْ عَلَيْهَا وَنَسِيَتْ الْإِعْتِمَادِ عَلَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ he said, the weakness that a person has of his nafs, he said, because a person, when he, he becomes attached to matters such as these rings, bracelets, amulets, these twines and so on, that he hangs or places on his body, um, they weaken him as an individual. And the, the, the soul, that the, the person, his soul becomes weak and becomes reliant upon them and forgets the reliance upon Allah. This is extremely important here. That, that self-influence, that self-influence that a person possesses within himself. A person can influence himself yani by way of uh, his mental state and how he is and how he approaches matters. 
and it's more specifically, when he begins to rely on these things and dependent on these things, he becomes weak because he relies on this thing. The Sheikh, he says that it has an extremely يعني, great effect on an individual in weakening a person. So sometimes, the one who is in good health, he begins to suspect. He, 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 he suspects, not that he actually is, but he begins to think that he's sick. So as a result of that, he becomes, he becomes sick. He's influenced his own self. Uh, but, but, and initially, just, he wasn't sick, in a good state of health, but he's يعني, playing along with, many, on many occasions, whispers from shaitan, whispers from a shaitan, and how many afflicted by, by the whispers of shaitan. And that's how it begins. It begins with whispers, weakness of the self, and that self-influence of a person, how they approach matters, how they think, constantly negative as we're going to see. We're going to see that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu He would love optimism, thinking positively, not thinking negatively. So the Shaykh, he mentions that this self-influence is, يعني, is extremely influential and it affects an individual, influences an individual to the point where even the one who is sound in his health he, he begins by, by uh, thinking he is sick. He begins by thinking he is sick. Naam. Um, and so as a result, he becomes sick. Sometimes a person, he... He's sick, he's actually sick. But he pretends as though he's not sick. He, he, he approaches his day-to-day -day activities. No, I'm sick, but I'm going to carry on. I'm going to carry on. He is actually sick. But he, he, he pretends as though he's not sick. And so as a result, the Sheikh, he says, he becomes, he recovers. Yeah, and he's influenced himself in recovering. He's influenced his own self in recovering. Naam. Fanfi'al nafs this self-influence and influence in oneself yani in, a, in a particular matter is extremely effective فيزداد عليه الوهم حتى يصبح الموهوم حقيقة سبحان الله. The Sheikh he mentions so that is why you find. And listen to this point, أيها الأخوة. He says that is why you find some from those who are afflicted by الأمراض النفسية يعني يعني you could say psychological weaknesses sicknesses. Um, the origin the origin of that those sicknesses is just a weak nafs it's a weak 
soul and a weak individual. That's how it begins. At the beginning, that's how it was. It just, he didn't actually have يعني, these illnesses or these weaknesses. But he began with this weak approach and this, يعني, this, this weak thinking. And as a result of this, يعني, a person, he thinks, he's, he, he thinks he's ill and he thinks he's, he's, he, he's afflicted by such and such. He thinks he's got wiswas. Although he doesn't. Or he thinks he's يعني, being afflicted by anxiety or stress or this or that. Um, or that he's uh, يعني, a narcissist and so on and these kinds of things. Naam. And due to that, that increases. Fayazdad. It increases to the point that that mohum, that thing that he thought he had, he didn't actually have it at the beginning, then it becomes a reality. It becomes, he's convinced himself that he has it. He, he convinces himself that he has it, and so then he ends up having it. Now, and so the Sheikh he says, So this individual who wears that ring uh, or bracelet um, to prevent weakness and so on, then that does not increase him except in weakness. Because Why? Because he begins to believe that so long as that thing is on me and so long as I'm wearing it, then I'm sound and I'm safe. Hmm? As soon as he removes it, uh, that weakness comes back to him because it's a mental thing now. It's a mental thing. As soon as he removes it, he believes, oh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm weak again. Because he's become dependent on that thing. He becomes, he becomes dependent on that thing. The Sheikh, he says that this is no doubt weakness of the nafs. And as we mentioned, that the Messenger of Allah, has come, that he would love optimism. Optimism would amaze him. And so it was said to him, So they said, What is fa'al? They asked him, What is this? Anyone know what he said? Huh? As simple as kalima tayyibah. Al kalima tayyibah, he said, A good word. A good word. Because Sheikh Ibn Thameen, he mentions that a good word puts surur into the, into the chest. It puts happiness into the chest. It puts happiness into the chest. Um, and it expands the chest. Um, and it energizes a person. It energizes a person. And that is why the Messenger of Allah, he would love those good names. He would love those good names. Those names that had good meanings. He would love He would love to begin matters with the right. Why? Because um, yamin, the people of the right are from Jannah, are the people of Jannah. Look at this positive way of thinking. This positive way of thinking, as has come also from the Messenger of Allah in that hadith Qudsi, قال الله تعالى I am as my slave 
thinks of me. In If he thinks good of me, falahu dhalik. If he thinks good of me, then he will have that. And if he thinks other than that, and if he doesn't have good thoughts, and he has bad thoughts, then he will have that. And this is the opposite of what we took in that hadith of the 70,000. Those who have those traits. They don't seek the ruqya. Nor do they. Hey, well, we're going to get to that. The second was what? They don't cauterize. Now before that. The opposite of fa'al and tafa'ul. To be pessimistic. To be pessimistic, believing bad omens and things. Hmm? To be negative. That's the opposite. This is the opposite. Yani to, 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 to have good thoughts of Allah and to remain positive. And when that is missing, then we see that a person becomes weak. And these affairs of, of hanging or wearing rings and twines in these matters, this is what it leads to. Now, so we see the importance of, of these matters. And here now we're beginning to see the importance of, of studying these matters in detail. Tawheed, my brothers, is not something that we just learn. Yeah, and he spend a few weeks learning the general meaning of Tawheed and the virtues and so on. Yes, we learn all of that. But this is where now the detail comes in. Detail comes in. And how many, they yeah, and he accept Tawheed, they believe in it, and they study Tawheed in a general sense, but not to this detail. And so they, can, they end up falling into, or yeah, and he, they... Um, Yani lack the knowledge of these matters and so Yani can end up falling into some of these affairs. Wafakullah Jamia Lima Yahiba Wa Yardah, Wasullah Salaman Nabi Muhammad, Wa Ala Ali, Wasahbi Ajmain.